I just got back from the gym playing pickleball with a whole bunch of old people. Oh boy. And I am... Did um, they kick your butt? I got, yeah, I, uh, I had some, <laughs> some of both today. Some of both. So I'm playing pickleball with a lot of um, older people, and it's so great. So people like 20 years older than us, right? 20, 30? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a good number. I think there's some people in the 70s. Pickleball is a really popular sport among that crowd. I think that's where it started. Yeah, I don't know. But now it's like everybody's into it. Yeah, and so I, I, and hate, I hate to really just jump fun. on the bandwagon, but man, it is so much fun, and I love it. I first... don't think there's any sport I've had more fun playing. Yeah. No. I am not very sporty and at I, all. Man, I almost, I mean, and I played a lot of sports growing up, but I think I probably would agree. Like, I mean, I played, I loved baseball. I loved volleyball. Um, and I played a bunch of other sports that I was, like, fine with. But pickleball, I really enjoy. I like tennis, but, like, I like pickleball more. Do you like baseball as much as you like pickleball? No, because you just don't get nearly as much action. That is so funny. Yeah, you know I, I mean? guess I get that. And so, like, pickleball is great because you constantly have action. Bob grew up playing baseball. His dad played baseball. Like, it was a whole thing. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was probably my best so, sport. But anyway. Not anymore. So this podcast is brought to you by the American Pickleball Association. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you have someone in your life who's annoying you, like, trying to play it and you're blowing them off like I'm not oh playing gosh, that silly game. Oh my go play. You should play. Cuz that's you what I did. I had a friend who was like you should play and I was kind of laughing at him. <laughs> and then I played I'm like okay, I it's understand. It's like they took everything that I hate about tennis and ping pong and then brought the good things about those two together and made one great game. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> All right, so today what we're doing is uh, we're going to kind of go through a series a little bit where we're going to go through a lot of different chapters of our book yep. and highlight um, some key concepts and just extract them. And this gives us an opportunity to kind of talk about them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so if you read the book, we'll be able to hopefully add some more color to some of the things in there. Mm -hmm. Or if you haven't, you'll be able to get, you know, a sneak peek of some sneak different things. Peek. So. Today, we're talking about the concept that we start this book off with. Um, the book is Simple Money, Rich Life, mm -hmm. if you're not aware. And uh, chapter one, we go into this concept that um, we talk a lot about in some of our different materials, this idea that the battle is his, but we have to show yeah. up. So yeah, this chapter starts out talking about the story of Jehoshaphat from the Bible, which is in Second Chronicles 20. And if you have not ever read this passage of scripture, I highly recommend it. It's one that I remember hearing as a child and has stuck with me ever since um, because it is, it's really just amazing. Um, and as a Yeah, it's adult, one of the coolest miracles in the Bible, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's it, a lot of great ones, but. <laughs> you know, Jesus raising from the dead, whatever. Jesus, rank your miracles. <laughs> but um, I, it's just really stuck with me because I think it's so powerful. But anyway, the story is um, three separate armies are coming against Jehoshaphat, who is the king of Judah. Judah. Yeah. So he gets everyone together and says, we have to pray and fast. And Which is a great first response. First response, yeah. I mean, that is pretty amazing. Um, and Three that's, armies, that vastly outnumbered. That is what we should be doing. Because yeah. in this situation, yeah, they were just going to wipe them off the map, right? Like, yeah. there, this was no, we're going to come back from this, it'll be okay. Like... Let's just pray that we can win. This was like, no, we are dead. All of us are dead after this is over. So they pray and fast because honestly, that was their only hope, right? Um, the desperation, I think, a lot of times is what gets us to turn to God. Yeah. Uh, 
which is sad because we think we can do it in our own strength. We should always be first turning to him. Yeah. But so they fast and pray, and a man stands up and says, this is what the word of the Lord says. And he has this big, long thing, and he's, it, it basically ends up, don't be afraid. Go to the battle line. March to the battle line. You will not have to fight this battle. I will fight it for you. And immediately Jehoshaphat just falls on the ground and starts worshiping the Lord. And, I mean, I can't imagine what this would feel like for him because he, he doesn't know how to handle this. Yeah. He's the king. Everyone's looking to him to have the answer. And here he get there they get an answer from the Lord of what to do. But as much as it's great to get a word from the Lord, like walking it out yeah. is a whole different Well, yeah, and especially thing. when it's something like that where it's like, this is a terrible idea. Right. God just gave you the dumbest idea you could possibly have in the natural. Mm-hmm. It's yes, like it's pretty rough. march down to this battle line when you were outnumbered three to one, um, or, or maybe more. I don't know how much, what the number of ratio was, yeah. but it seems like it would make so much more sense. Like let's hide inside of our city walls, or let's run. Like let's, let's do come something up with a plan other to than marching fight. down to the battle line. Right. I, I yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. But they decide to follow the instruction of the Lord. They yeah. do what he, he asks them to do. And he says, go down. They send out the praisers first, which in my mind, there's this idea of like, you know, people with tambourines and <laughs> ribbons and, you know. But yep. <clears throat> I don't know what that actually looked like. But this is basically the worship team, right? It's like send out the people who are bold enough to worship the Lord and go on the front lines of this battle. And I, I just think that it's amazing. Yeah. So they all walk down there worshiping the Lord. And when they get down there, they see all three armies, but every single person is dead. I mean, I cannot imagine the relief that they must have felt oh, yeah. when they're like, there they are. They're, they're right where God said they would be, and he fought this battle for us. Yeah, I mean, and I'm reminded of, like, when I when I picture this in my head, I'm reminded of uh, Saving Private Ryan, anybody who saw that, and that opening scene where the mm. soldiers were landing on Normandy, and I feel like... They just um, captured the emotion of that so well in that movie where it's just almost sickening because it's like you can feel their fear mm. as they're on this boat, as they're getting closer to the shore and they're watching everyone ahead of them get killed. Oh, and, my gosh. And like, you know, and, and many of these are just kids. And and anyway, and I, I just remember being so impacted by that scene. And uh, and I imagine like the, the same level of fear Mm-hmm. That these people were dealing with mm-hmm. in Judah, marching down to the battle, like the praisers, like we don't have weapons, <laughs> we're <laughs> we're shaking tambourines and singing praises to the Lord, knowing that we're marching down against three armies that want to kill us. Like it's just a level of boldness that really inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, yeah, yeah. So so what happens is that God God fights this battle for them, but not only that, the uh, there, there's spoils of war, which yeah. is so they got to take all, all their the weapons, stuff, all and, the yeah, stuff. Yeah, anything that they brought with them, which I don't know what all that entails, but well, like everything I know they it's definitely weapons. Live. And yeah, yeah I'm like, sure there were val- like a lot of valuable things. It took them three days to collect everything and bring it back, and then on top of that, the surrounding territories 
It was like a warning to them of, hey, don't mess with God's people because look what happened to these three armies that came against them. It shouldn't have worked out this way, but somehow it did. And I, I mean, I just think it's so powerful that not only did it save them, it also gave them a blessing and then it also provided protection. Yeah. All because of their obedience. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like that, but that's how God does things when we yep. obey him. Yep. Uh, and there's such a huge lesson here. That so, there's lessons on so many levels. It's hard to even like... Yeah, and, it, and it, for us, this was one of those things that was a game changer for us, specifically with our finances, mm -hmm. because we realized, and, and I realized this after doing what we do for a few years, started as a blogger, talking about money, and, and you know, and as Christian, you know, and I've seen so many people in the church who do one of four different things. And so the first thing that there's a lot of people do with money is just pretending like there's nothing happening, that there's no battle <laughs> at all. You know what I mean? Right. And so this would be the equivalent of um, Jehoshaphat getting this news that there's three armies coming and just putting his fingers in his ears, la, 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 and just pretend like right. nothing's I happening. I hear you. It's like, that's not going to go well, mm -hmm. right? We all know that. It's obvious. But yet so many people do that with their finances. Yeah. It's like, there's a battle, but I'm going to pretend like it's not there. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. The other thing is there's some people uh, who will actually tap into some of the wisdom in the Bible, because the Bible has so much wisdom about money. You know, all throughout Proverbs, there's so much in there. And and there's a lot of great common sense wisdom throughout the Bible. And that's like the first step. And I think that's super helpful. And mm -hmm. it will move you forward financially nine times out of 10, you know? Right. And this is stuff like, all right, well, I'm going to try to spend less than I earned. Right. Or I'm going to try to pay off my credit cards or not get into debt or whatever. Like, there's a lot of common sense or stuff even here. Giving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, point is that all of this is kind of the doing, taking the natural steps in which will yield some fruit, mm -hmm. okay? And then there's another segment of people in the body of Christ who uh, seem to refuse to do all of the natural stuff. Like, I'm not going to try to spend less than I earn. I'm not going to uh -huh. try to get out of debt. But what I am going to do is I'm going to pray. Yeah. And I'm going to get on my knees. And I'm going to believe God for a miracle. And I don't have a job. I don't have any money coming in this month, but I need to eat. And I'm going to believe God for a miracle. Uh -huh. And a lot of times people will see those miracles, right. and which is awesome that there's that, um, you know, miracle that God's doing in those situations. Mm -hmm. But just like we see in the story of Jehoshaphat, the first thing he did was he got on his knees and prayed. Mm -hmm. He began fasting. He began sending the worshipers out. You know, so he was doing all of the spiritual things that needed to be done. You mm -hmm. know, so he's doing that side. But then he's also doing the natural steps that God has asked him to do, right. which is marching down to the battle line. And the question, you know, or what I've observed with so many Christians who really tap into the supernatural power of what God can do in our financial lives, and mm -hmm. we have experienced this a lot, which, yeah, and so we'll get into more of that in a minute, but the power is when you do these two together. Yeah. When you do the natural things you should do in, in your finances, but then also when you're standing in faith, believe in God for a miracle. Mm -hmm. And that combination is what I believe just sets the supernatural in motion. Right. And it makes things undeniable that God did it. Yeah. And I I mean, I haven't done a, a full study on this, but I am, have a hunch that almost every story in the Bible, if not every story in the Bible, is a combination of these two yeah, things. Yeah, seeing the miracle. Together. Yep. Because, it, you know, let's say they had prayed and fasted and the Lord fought the battle for them. 
Like there might have been a miracle there, but they would never have known about it. Yeah. Like they just would have been like, oh, maybe they changed their mind or something else happened. Maybe we got bad information. They would not have understood the full miracle. And therefore, they couldn't have given God the full glory for right. what he just did. Which also, they wouldn't have gotten the blessing that came, and yep. they wouldn't have ha- put the fear of God on the surrounding territories that yep. might have ever tried to mess with them again. Yeah, Like, there's something to this where it's not just one little benefit. It's a whole bunch of things, and you can't see the full picture if you are just, well, I'm just going to pray that God does something, you know. And then I, not like, doing your part. And yeah. not doing your part. I mean, I, I I see this a lot where where people are just like, Well, I'm just I'm just gonna pray and God's gonna do something. And it's true. That that is definitely true. Like and many we times, know the Bible tells us that when we pray, he hears us. Yeah. But so many times that's there, but those what? people, like, cause I, I've been guilty of this. I think we've both been guilty of it. So Absolutely. like we can relate, but many times people in that situation, um, God will say, Hey, you know, gently whisper to them, hey, I think you should do this. Like gently give them some mm-hmm. instructions. And no, that's never going to work. That's that's not a good idea. That's mm-hmm. too crazy. That's scary. That's whatever. Yeah. And then they miss out on the huge blessing. And right. yet, if you look at the miracles in the Bible, you see this over and over and over again, like where it's like just crazy stuff that God asks people to do. And in doing that, they see the blessing. And there's no way you could ever imagine. Yeah. I mean, if, let's take the... Uh, feeding 5,000 from a couple fish right. and the loaves. Like, seriously, like how insane is that? The the only way that that actually happened was Jesus prayed, right? But then he handed it over to the disciples and said, start passing this they out. They started passing it out. They had to pass it, it out. Would it would have been easy to say, this is never going to be enough. I'm not going to waste my time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look like a fool having 5,000 people line up while I have whatever, was it five loaves and three fish or whatever, you know, but there's something about that. It's like, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Same thing with Peter when Jesus said, let's go back out and throw the nets on the other side. And Peter's like, dude, you That's don't get it, works. preacher man. You don't get it. Like, I've fished for 20 years. I know this lake or whatever. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, that is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is that crazy thing that God is inviting you to do? Right. Um that's where the miracle happens. Yeah, and definitely. Anyway, so that's our encouragement. That's as you're listening to this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to leave you with your wheels spinning, turning. Like, what are those things that God has already asked you to do? Um, you know. Or maybe maybe you haven't heard it yet. Maybe you haven't realized it yet, that that was actually the Lord trying to say, this is, I want you to do this. Yeah. Like, ask him again. If, there's, if there are things in your life that you need help with, continue to ask, continue to seek. And it's his responsibility to Communicate make it, to it clear to us, yeah. you know? And so uh, so you can trust in that and you can mm-hmm. rest in that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, a lot of times we talk about this. People will ask us really practical questions like, okay, so how did you pay off your house? And it's hard because, like, this is the, this is the answer that How'd we How did you pay off your house people. in three years? Right. How did you pay off your house in three years? This is one of the big answers that we give people is, is like, we made some good decisions, but we didn't make that good of decisions. Like, the thing that we did was smart. We took some wise steps, but we saw God move in such a big way that it's it's hard for us to just be like, oh, well, I'll tell you the five steps that you need to do to pay off your house because it didn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. I wish it did. Like, I, know. I wish we had the secret formula. Well, and it's, and it's an unsatisfying answer. 
I know. Uh, because like I am someone, if you know if you've been around, like I love breaking things down and I love <laughs> finding the step by step and I do everything I can to break it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, you know, and we've created some content around this and we'll probably talk more in depth about the specific things that we did, but mm-hmm. like just being completely honest, like that isn't, no one's going to be able to repeat that. Right. And pay off a 30-year mortgage in three years using the things that we actually did. And it is unsatisfying except for the fact that it is exciting that anyone can tap into this. Yes. That's the, that's the beauty. That's the thing to tap into is the fact that we did what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Like we, uh, like I went to God. That's where this whole thing started of us paying off our house early. I went to God mm-hmm. praying, God, help us get our mortgage paid off faster. I want to get our pay, paid off faster. And then he told me, he led me, he said, if you want to see me really move on your finances, begin giving your age as a percentage of your income. To which I'm like, that's insane. There's no way that's even possible. Like we would be giving all of our money away. Uh And I don't know if we'd be able to buy groceries. And like, this doesn't make any sense. And no one's ever done. I've never heard anyone talk about this Mm -hmm. before. Like all the excuses, all those things are running through my head. But yeah, there's just this little hint of, man, this might be God. Yeah. And and so anyway, so we started doing that. And that was one of those natural steps that we took that God gave us all while expecting him to move on our finances. Because mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, Jesus died to set us free in so many different areas. So I don't think God wants us to be in mm-hmm. bondage to debt, you know? And so like, I don't, uh, my point in saying that is I think God gets a kick when we pay off our debt. And I think God's excited about that. And yeah. I think that's a goal that he wants to get behind. So when we come to him in faith, believing and praying mm-hmm. for that thing, I think he's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, you know. But I'm going to give you some steps to take. And that was our step to take. And I'm just so thankful that we did it. Me too. And we didn't blow it off and say, well, well when I have enough money, then we'll do it. The like, other thing about this is this is the second time it happened. Like, yeah. we did the same thing when we were trying to just pay off our consumer debt, our credit cards cards and and student loans and some other things. Like, we did the exact same thing. We were praying about it, praying, 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 and I felt like the Lord asked us to give an additional 10%. Didn't make any sense. Bob was like, oh, I don't want to do this. (laughs) We're doing so good. Let's just keep going. And uh, instead, we started giving more, and, oh, we've got a visitor. We started giving more, and it worked out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I yeah, when he asked us to do this again with giving our age as a percentage, to me it was like, yeah, well, he's, he's already shown his faithfulness in this. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Why not try it? And yeah. it, was, it was easier to take that leap because um, he had already proven himself so faithful. What's up, little yes, guy? Yes, dear. Uh, I'm really hungry. I actually have something for you to eat, but uh, just give me a minute. Let me finish this, okay? Okay. All right. So if you need some prayer starters, we have um, a list of prayer starters, things that we were praying over our finances mm-hmm. um, for a long, long time that might get your wheels turning. Uh, you can just go over to ctime.com slash prayers uh, and, yeah, just download that PDF, print it off. And just start praying over your finances. This is a great way to invite God into your situation, Mm -hmm. you know, because like this is our unfair advantage as believers is that we can invite the God of the universe into our financial situation and he wants to help us. Yeah. He wants to help us. And so why not do it? And 
this is a great way to kind of start with that. Yeah, right? and you, I mean, you know, we have so many practical tips that you can do, right? It's like, there's a plethora, and it's not just yep. from us. There's, you can find it straight out of the Bible. There's about a hundred million personal finance books sure. <laughs> that you can read. But like, I, to to us, this is the key. Yeah. It's like inviting God in, asking him what to do, asking him to show you what the next steps are. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah, this this is where we have seen the big stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to go deeper in any of this, again, this is chapter one of our book, Simple Money, Rich Life, mm -hmm. or um, the whole week one of our True Financial Freedom class, we go into this mm -hmm. deeper as well. Yeah. Um, so if you want to dive deeper, check that out. Uh, let's read a review. Yeah, let's to? read a review. I got a review from, from our This is a podcast, podcast review, right? All right, so this is just a podcast review. Um, it's The title is Practical Guidance here, and it says, been binging this podcast since I found it and really appreciate the wisdom they are providing to inspire me to be better stewards of my finances and family. Yeah, I awesome. love that. Yeah, so if you haven't left a review on iTunes or anywhere else, we Please always appreciate it. it. Um, it's a blessing to us. helps other yeah. people find it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So action items for today, read Second Chronicles 20. Yes. Uh, that's a great chapter to read. Download then, the Prayers for Finances. You can download Prayers for Finances, ctime.com mm -hmm. slash prayers. And or, yeah, ask yourself, take a few minutes and prayerfully like identify what are the financial battles that you're facing. This mm -hmm. isn't necessarily like... I'm in dire financial straits. I'm about to lose my house. Like yeah. it can be that, but it doesn't need to be. It can be, I have this goal to do something that's impossible in my own strength. Mm -hmm. I have this thing that's on my heart. I want to start this business. I want to be able to stay home with my kids or whatever. Yeah. Like what is the thing that seems impossible? Let's go to God with it. Let's start praying about the thing. And then let's start taking the natural steps. Um, and even if he hasn't given you specific natural steps, let's use common sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the meantime, right, you know, to help move you there. And so do that, bring God into the equation, and then let's expect yeah. to see a miracle. And if you're the one that's like, oh, I'm just going to pray and do nothing else, let's move forward. Let's do something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's probably people, because we've been in both extremes, maybe you've been in both extremes, maybe sure. you're whatever, but take where you are and let's move forward. Yeah. Okay? All right. See you in the next one. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.